This episode is brought to you by Stash Blend. I've been using Stash Blend for over a year now and it's awesome. One of the things that I really like is that it saves me money. It's a whole bunch of different inputs in one. So I no longer have to go out there and buy a silica bottle, then a separate seaweed bottle, beneficial bacteria, then a separate one for mycorrhizal fungi. All of that plus more is in this one blend. Go to stashblend.com to learn more about it. And I also have a link down in the YouTube description section below. A huge shout out to AC Infinity. They recently released their humidifier. This is an easy top fill system that allows you to adjust the moisture levels from the outside of your tent. It connects to the controller 69, which makes things so much easier to use. You can follow it on your app. You can see it from outside the tent without ever having to step inside. If you head over to acinfinity.com, use promo code THESTASH15, you can save a few dollars off not only the humidifier, but all of their products. And while you're at it, thank them for being a sponsor of today's video. Here we go, boys. How's it going? Right. Welcome back from the Stash, Stash Podcast. Man. FTS. We got a guest back. You may have recognized him the second time on the show, in person, too. What up? Good to see you, bro. Yeah. How you doing, bro? Good good swing. Wonderful, man. I appreciate you guys for having me again. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming yeah, in, man. It was a great conversation last time. I feel like that happens every single time we get together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> on and off camera. It's just vibes. That's what I'm saying, man. Sure. Really, since the first time meeting and now, he's in the corner rambling on about the industry to, like, everyday life stuff, man. Just the vibes. The home. Yeah, it's dope because, like, when we first met, neither of us, none of us knew who any of us were. Like, yeah. it was just an organic Five. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that we related on so much was just the passion. Like I remember yeah. first hearing you speak, and there was just you could just feel the passion coming out of your voice. You know, yeah. every, about everything. Yeah. And then yeah, we're like the same way when it comes to kind of this industry and yeah. home growing and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah that's why it's my whole life, man. It seems like every time I'm with you, I get to enjoy the best genetics i've ever had <laughs> always having some good good yeah i appreciate that bro so, yeah i appreciate that too thanks yeah, man, man i think that's that's where like a lot of people underestimate the power of genetics and how important it is man you're somebody we talked a lot about phenos and, and the difference of like just generic stuff that the market sees is what's hot and versus what actually is what the consumer wants yeah consuming rosin and flour makes you really know about terps and makes you know about things that i feel like mainstream consumers may not have been hip to yeah, so to speak for sure you know, but it's like it's coming. It's, we're, we're starting to get there. You see that going to events uh, around, you know, different, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, Las Vegas or Michigan or California. Terpenes seem to be a big conversation all of a sudden that never were a thing. Yeah, I think as people are realizing that the entourage effect is very real. You know, you can even see it to me, like in just the difference of concentrates versus flour. It's like. The amount of times that you'll have flour and you'll try it and then you'll take the rosin from it and because it's live and not cured, there's a completely different effect to it and a completely different smell to it and a completely different taste to it. And it's within the same flour that made the same rosin. There's just that weird... I feel like people just are starting to, because there's so much of an abundance of various options of how to consume a given genetic that it allows a lot of breathing room for people to be like, why is it always different? Why is the flour different than the rosin, different than the BHO? And then even within rosins, why is the batter different than the, the cold cure or different than like the, the fresh press or different than the diamonds and sauce? It's, they're all different. And, I, and I, feel like, I feel like, yeah, it's just because of that. It's just because of the fact that there's such an abundance of it, the nation's getting educated. And I think it'll take some more time for people to fully understand it because, I mean, I'm 20 years in. I still don't understand it. There's, there's, a, there's a lot to it, man. A lot of science behind it. I think that's where, like, the the consumers kind of have an idea. Like, back before the days uh, of now, like, it's crazy going into stores and, and not having a smell container. Like, people, like, you just tell you what the name is and the THC percentage. But, like, back in the day, you'd walk up and somebody open it up. Like, check that one out. Yeah. Check that one out. And there was never, ever a conversation besides anything but the nose. Yeah. You take a quick gander. Usually the, game, the look came after the smell. Yeah. You'd open it up and then take your look. Like, that was just the process. And it's like, that part's been a disconnect for the mainstream consumer because a lot of places don't allow you to smell it. We went to, oh, Nuwu, whatever, Nuwu. and it was just awkward. I'm like, I can't. You couldn't, smell e you couldn't even pull it. You purchased. You, you couldn't bring your own, obviously. You had to purchase from there. I brought my own. But you couldn't, you couldn't even. You <laughs> right couldn't, on the counter. You couldn't open this stuff up. They wanted you to take this stuff directly outside. You and couldn't crazy. smell it. It was nasty. You what's been crazy? There? Uh, not yeah. I mean, a long time ago, they, I don't even know if they still do it, but they used to have this like hidden room that you'd like walk through this like crazy door, like this. I don't know. It was like this weird hallway they created, and then it opened up to like this pretty cool vibe. But like they used to throw these parties there and have like vendors do basically 
cultivations direct to consumer, mm. which was, it's completely illegal in Nevada. <laughs> like cultivations <laughs> have to go through a retail. There has to yeah. be somebody between the cultivation and the, the end consumer. And mm. that's, that has to be a dispensary. But because new woo is Indian, I believe yeah. it's Indian. Um, basically because of like how it's set up and the way their licensing is, they, they were just like, yeah, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and then for like a couple of years, they were doing this thing where like, they were just letting cultivation set up booths and sell direct to consumer, like wow. these crazy low tickets, Ooh. but still making way more than they would make selling to dispensaries wow. you know what I mean? and being middleman. Like, yeah. So I only Swap know new from that, but I haven't been there since they opened up the lounge and done all that. You're not missing anything. That would have been the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the vibe. They hit us with the the same thing we did with our studio last time. Yeah, you can smoke here. Outside. Yeah. Outside. And <laughs> it's cold as hell. Freezing cold. And there was a dude meters. out there. <laughs> there was a guy like dancing for a while and he's like crazy face. He looked like that dude from training day. He was like, You ever get your shit pushed in? <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like <laughs> Like his dance is like a stab motion. I'm like, Chris uh, like, let's move over there. Appreciate the dad vision there. Save my life. Yeah, there's wildcats out here, bro. Yeah, wildcats. absolutely. Just and that's the thing is like when you go into these stores, you you don't get the opportunity to even see a terpene listing. It's with I mean some vendors or some some grows you probably do, but the ones that the bud tenders are trying to point you in the direction to, absolutely not. The price point's ridiculous. And that's because it's always just a bestseller. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 always either what's oldest on the shelf and then you do the product and like their manager shows up and is like, Hey, so today all we're moving is blue drink. Like yeah. that's uh-huh. it. Had it for nine months, that's gotta go. <laughs> and like and then like you walk in and you're like, Yeah, I'd like a really good indica, something strong, like nice earthy tone. And we're like, Yeah, I got this blue drink for you <laughs> like on sale, like and they just shove down your throat that you don't even want and then like you try to have a conversation it's ridiculous the ones i love are like the bud tenders that will act like they have every every bit of understanding of what they're talking about when they have none of it and they're just like rambling for the sake of like some pitch that like some other dickhead that knows nothing about the industry wrote for them and it's just like the blind leading the blind talking to somebody that's not blind like oh it's hilarious dude oh yeah i've gone into a few times like what do you got that's gassy and they're like uh, we got this strawberries and cream. Trap cookies. Got, yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm like, uh. When we went into okay. New World, the lady was like, can I help? I had zero interest in purchasing anything. And I did. She said, uh, can I help you with anything? I said, nope. She's like, oh, well, if you're looking for the good, cheap stuff, let me know. I was like, thanks. The good, cheap Actually, stuff. Actually, show me. What do you got? <laughs> and she's like, I could probably get you for 40 bucks. I was like, What's just a week for how 40 much? Bucks, like, so what do you like? What is what this? Is what it? is this proposal you're giving what's, me? Just what, I'll get you for forty bucks. What a gram? She was in the dispensary. Yep. Worked there. Yeah, she was behind the tail. <laughs> I feel like maybe she was just an imposter that snuck in after we had already got there and was just like, "Hey, I, I, I like these guys." I'm he was doing that that night. He was dressed the best. We went to Top Golf and he was kind of shunning people out. He looked like a manager. I remember going. I was wearing a suit. <laughs> I was in a suit. And, and we went to the Golden Dust. And, uh, and I told and these people to, uh, it was time to close up. They're like, go, you, you look like a manager. Go tell them. I was like, yeah, okay, guys, it's time that we leave. Eh? We're closing here. You guys, yep, yep, no problem, sir. No I, problem. I don't know why, but I struggle to picture you in a suit, bro. Oh, you look like a pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's with like. all due respect. No, nope, I just no, don't picture you in a suit. No, it's good. I like it like hey, that. Bigelow, circle, Canadian gigolo. Hey. To circle back to the comment you made like 35 seconds ago. You said you did have interest in buying something from because there? Because I'm, I'm always, I, I try to go with optimism. Faith. With some faith, and I'm you, thinking that maybe faith. there's a Rob's Rob is the last one that has faith. I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm so cynical, but here's the thing: is so recently I'm in Detroit, which is the, the land of, of old booth that's branded really nice. Other than then, heavyweight heads has does have some pretty decent. They got the that's trick the trick, trick, OG, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick, trick OG and, and Willie J Peso's call for is pretty good too. Yep. Um, but then you, you go in and you check other things, and I'm just like I'm looking for a particular cultivar, and I was like. Well, I like some good runs. The blue runs, they're old school for me at this point. And I'm like, yeah, I'll grab that from a company called Grown Rogue. And I'm driving home, and the, the traffic's so bad, so I decided to look them up. I'm literally standstill for like 25 minutes. So I'm like, I don't look up who this brand is. They're a publicly traded MSO. And I'm just like, Ugh. Like, it was nasty. But it was fire. Like, absolute really? fire, bro. And I couldn't believe it. Nitro sealed jars. So, I mean, you got to smoke it quick. It's an eighth. 20 bucks for the eighth. I was like, but again, they... It's it's weird, man. Like it seems like there's a couple of companies doing it well. Their branding's boring as sh-. I don't know how they're making any money. I feel like they're not getting off the shelf. But once you try it, like me and my homeboy Trey bought up all of it locally, all of it. I didn't need to. I just was fire. Wink knows. 
all of it. Like, excessive. $20 raise. Of fire, bro. Okay, but see, like, okay. Welcome to Canada. <sighs> Welcome to a lot of places. That but not here, it's forty-five, sixty, And so then it's like, it's, I'm judging it at a whole new criteria. I'm not looking at it in the same room. Like, it's got to be fire. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, okay. So I was this, just going to ask like, you, is it fire for, because, like, you spent $20 and in your mind you're like, well... I just going to suck. You're, and then you open it and you're like, holy fuck, it smells here. like something. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, that why it's fire? No, but I'm telling you, I don't know if Link can back it, but I mean, the flavor is so like, wow, man. Like, it really just, it slaps. Like, I couldn't believe it. Because it was $20? And I don't know. Was any flavor? I don't know. Listen, I'm Jewish, so part of me could be that. My Hebrew side is trying to it. really could be. So I don't know. I don't really know. Bias is a factor. It's a one grower. Well, one like they've just all their stuff seemingly is fire, but that's one out of like a thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many brands out there that are just mids, same name, yeah, mids, and that's one out of all of them. So I know there's some out there. So I try to go into it like, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's gonna be a dank one. You know, you never mm -hmm. know because like the stuff that Dakota had smelled fire. That smelled like some chem dog. Like it smelled pretty good. And I'm sure you paid way too much, but I was just like, okay, all right. Now I could see. A novice consumer getting that and be like, hell yeah, this yeah. is some fry. But me, I'm critiquing it at 16th. I'm like, Whoa. but it still was decent. As where the other stuff I saw, I'm like, this, why is this, how's this making it to the market? But it's, it's cash crops. And, and I understand that. And that's where there is a, a market for that. But then when the price point's so high, that stuff's going to age. And if it was good, those terpenes are going to evaporate. It's going to yep. get lamer and lamer and lamer. Yep. And that good is going to be just like the mids at the same price point. Yep. You know? And then, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, the, that's the other biggest problem is that because, see, I hate the fact, I mean, I understand it, but I don't like the fact that cultivations can't sell direct to consumer. I get why, but the downside is that because dispensaries think flavor, 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 option, 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 and they all have the same Walmart appeal, which is like, let's put 700 tomato sauces up here, mm. when it's just like, dude, this is ridiculous. So much weed that probably would be good ends up being complete trash because by the time you get it it's six months seven months nine months old and then you're looking and you're like oh i heard really good things about this and then you open it and it's dust and you smell it and it's must and it's just like it's all bad you know what i mean and it's not it sucks because it's like you really don't know if, like if, if i go to this which i don't anymore but if i go to dispensaries like homies that just want to go because they're in town and have never been and we go it's like i always tell them say like, look at the label if that's just been on the shelf for more than like two months which most of it's going to be like I wouldn't buy it, bro. Like, because it's, it's just never going to be a good representation of what the brand is. You well, know? We went to that Hardine place, and man, is it expensive. Man, I called it Jardine the whole time, but Hardine. Yeah, oh, you corrected expensive. me. They had <laughs> one that we got that was pretty tasty. It was pricey, but it was pretty tasty. The other was straight cardboard terps. So it's hard because it's like you don't really know because it's, I feel like the bud tender is your street corner pusher. And if they're not really educated and haven't tried the products, then Which they can't. Not. Yeah, they don't. Most of them are like, they just like the carts. They just like edibles. And it's like, and especially the ones there, they're real cute chicks. And they're like, yeah, I don't like that nasty armpit weed. Yeah. Like, that's what I, I want the gross stuff, lady. Yeah. So I need to have homie who's like, what's up, bro? And that's, that's the guy who's got me. Saw, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for terps. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's the guy that I need to work there. And there's yeah, some dude. out there in Michigan. I've seen them. We saw a dude, I forgot his name, at Planet 13. Like, he was educated mm -hmm. on things. So Steve. He was also no, Steve. Steve is our beer guy from. He was uh, beer guy, beer yeah. garden, right. beer garden. My Steve. bad. Yeah. So the movie was I don't know Cyrus or something. <laughs> I was going to agree. Tyler, Tyler, uh, white guy name, but Mike. Mike. <laughs> I, the thing is, is that like if the, that person's educated, they can steer you in the right direction. That's your like sommelier. That's your person, your consultant. Yep. But oftentimes they're not. So you run into what you're doing is looking at the numbers, the names, and the packaging. Yep. Which because of a lack of education, everybody just goes THC. Like what's the THG percentage? THG yeah. percentage. That is changing now. Now I know, uh, Chris, you're, you've got a future that's bright here in in regards to genetics. Yeah. Um, Chris wanted to dive into a conversation with you that I think is really exciting, and because I don't want to steal it from him, um, in regards to the flowering and. Oh yeah, and just talking about like growing. Yeah, I want to get into this. Have a lot of experience growing in the last episode. We didn't get to touch on that at all. So. Yeah. I love to dive into that. Um, actually, I transition into it. I wanted to ask you about a brand first, Green Life Productions. Mm -hmm. So GLP. you're familiar with that. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on their, their no-till indoors? Uh, they've been on the same run for about 35-plus runs. Um, very flavorful stuff. I personally love them. Yeah. Wanted to get your thoughts on that and also, like, that style of growing and then, like, 
what's your style of growing? Yeah, so I'll, I'll work backwards. So my style of growing is hydro. Um, we grow in rock, rock wool. Um, but that being said, like, I don't, like, I'm a fan of soil in general. Personally, I'm not a fan of soil in indoor settings. Mm. And the only reason why is because if you're going to put all the time and energy into that type of control, from your humidity to your even even how the wind is to you know obviously temperatures and then just cleanliness of the building and all of that why bring in soil which has its own like you know i don't also know that much but you know it has microbes there's living aspects to soil soil also brings in things or can bring in things or can attract things so it's just like to have the level of control that you get when you grow indoor if you set up the right facility and, and a real room it's like I just, I like to continue that level of control through and through, you know, all the way down to the nutrients and the plants relying on us. So for me, it's like, if you grow indoor, if you're already nine tenths the way to a scientific approach and mindset by just having all of that control and all of those variables that are within whatever parameters you desire them to be, it's like, why, why lapse on that? with something that is going to reproduce and grow and be, be alive and have microbials that, and not that it's bad, but it's just like, why, why have that one factor that you can dial your soil in to get incredible flower, but it's just that it's not exactly the same every round. And it's just like, to me, the repeatability of doing indoor is why I think it's cool, you know. Well, I think the the people that are growing organic would argue that their flavor is far superior in an organic <laughs> living soil method yeah. uh, versus a precision. What are your, what's your thoughts on that? Are you? I don't it? disagree. Like I think that there's 100. percent I would not. I'm not a person that does the whole better worse thing. Mm. I think that if you can show me good, then I'm just like, yo, you did great, bro. Like, yeah. and we can talk how you did it afterwards. I just care about the end product first. So it's like. I, I'm not a dude that hates on anybody's tech. Right, like, right, right. you know, so for me, it's like, do whatever you've, you've, you've mastered for yourself. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent, bro. Just show me the end, the end fire result. Like, so it's like, I'm not against it. I wouldn't say that organic terps or non-organic soil grown terps are better. I would say that they are definitely different. Different. There's 100% a different profile. Like I've given one of my homies gross living soil and I gave him one of our cuts and, and yeah, it, literally a completely different profile than when we grew it. Yeah. This you is going to make a wicked clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be yeah. a good one. Yeah. So your uh, hydroponics, is yep. it recirculating DWC nope. system? All hand water. All, okay. Hand all water. hand water. I don't trust a man who doesn't hand yeah. water. All place. hand water for one and for two, we also pot. Okay. So, uh, so Grodan, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Grodan. Mm -hmm. So oh, they cool. make a product called like, they, I believe they're called croutons, but they're basically like 10 centimeter by 10 centimeter squared little cubes. And so like years ago when we started doing what we were doing, we found that having those like basically going into like a, a four inch or a six inch, like Hugo or whatever, right. From your clone cube into like one of those, let it veg out a little bit. And then as soon as you obviously start popping roots, we transplant into threes, you know, so we go into like a three gallon, but then we use that loose crouton as the media to put the, the cube into. And basically it's like the same concept with Legos is kind of how I found it. We get extremely fast rooting rates just because there's zero resistance because there's no compacting when we'd water. Right. And because they're all squared cubes, it's like imagine a box of Legos, they all kind of just jaggedly land on each other and you have these massive pockets. Mm -hmm. So those pockets allow for like obviously oxygen and then they just allow for the roots to have zero things to fight. So they move. So like I found that we get much faster rooting times, much more vigor and faster growth in the veg state, like by far flower is obviously flower. We're not finishing fast in flower a lot i've heard that conversation a couple of times that just makes no sense to me it's like the flowers gonna flower when it flowers but like everything leading up to it we f we definitely expedite it by by using those croutons and potting it you know and then the potting too like i've never understood guys that don't do that that'll just stack blocks on each other or go into like a mat not a big fan of that like and again if it works for you and you get a good end result good Personally, I like developing a root mass, you know, and so by potting, you get to develop the root mass. Like, but, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, no, I mean, all hand watering, all potted. We use a lot of the principles of like traditional growing just with hydro. And then what nutrient line and are you like monitoring the UC and trying to push that? So uh, you get a better no, result, no, no, no. So I don't push, man. Like mm. um, overall, like when I teach my guys, like 
our premise behind growing is largely respecting the fact that we're indoors. So that in and of itself is obviously not natural. We try to do as many things that are very much close to how it would happen in nature. So like, we're not pushing feeds. Like I don't really care about yields like that. I'm not doing crazy PPMs. Like we used to, I used to push it up to 18, 1900 PPMs in a, like, you know, a certain week of flower and then taper off from there. But it's like, we can get a similar result pushing it to 12 or 1300 parts per million in a heavy week and then tapering off from there and letting the environmental things that we change throughout the grow bring out more in the flower, you know, cause I find that if you just naturally, and I feel like it's fairly common knowledge nowadays. Like if you just naturally taper off your temps, naturally taper off your humidity, naturally taper off these things. So that by the time you're in your last couple of weeks of flower and flush, like you're maybe at like 69, 70, 68 degrees when the lights are on and maybe down to like 58, 59 when they're off and like maybe around 50%, 45% humidity, which happens in nature. I mean, it just, as the season gets colder, things taper off. So it's like, I do a lot of that. So, no, like the feed, I just feed uh, its current solutions uh, by Current Culture, which is a DWC company. Um, initially, when we started our thing, we were going to do DWC, but it's not scalable. And it's just by the time you account for all the weight of the water, it just gets insane. You know, if you want a 16-site system and they're all 13 gallons, it's like you're well over 1,000 pounds, and that's only for 16 plants. So it's like it's it just not – you can't commercially scale that, in my opinion. Like, there's definitely facilities that do it, but this fuck is, that. This is why we actually came out with Stash Blend. Make it easy water. on us. You don't need so many bottles. No water. We made it We made a granular solution. Yeah, it's like got tons of bacteria, water. mycorrhizae, silica, you name it, it's in there. And I didn't even know you guys did that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll hit you up with a bag yeah. and uh, let you it's give it a shot. Stuff. But yeah. no water makes a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Well, it's just saving on your cost, too. It's like you can be more efficient in your garden to get the most out of it. And I think that's where having it so dialed in like that instead of just trying to rely on the soil, which I, I grow both with soil and with cocoa separately. And it just, I feel like, the results I've gotten are comparable. As long as you got a complete nutrition cycle and you're dialing everything in, you're going to get good. The difference is the soil is a lot easier. It's going to definitely it for a way you. bigger buffer. Yeah, it's going to take care of business for you, and it's going to your plant's going to take what it wants versus you making figuring out the diet of your plant. And that's yeah. where I feel like I get I, f- I figure out quicker what cultivars I want to keep when I run it in organic because it kind of just does what it does versus when I like hand water, auto water because then it's like did I give too high of EC, too low? Could I have I pushed it further in this point? And then I find out after the second or third run, after messing with the cultivar, it gets used to how I grow. And then it's like, that's when I see it's a hitter. But I don't have enough space to do that with. Yeah, so for, like, for me, like, yeah, I was going to say, you definitely want some space to do what I'm about to say. But like, I personally believe in growing for your media and growing for however you, whatever like path you've chosen to take in growing. So like when we pop seeds and we pheno hunt, like... I'm looking for ones that a lot of things like we pop in rock wool, you know, which like you're definitely going to get better rooting, much higher success rate if you pop in cocoa or soil, 100%. Like rock wool is a very abrasive thing when they're young like that. And so like, but we do it because it automatically weans out things that would potentially give me, not automatically, but it gives me a good starting point of things that wouldn't survive in what we're trying to do. You know, so it's like I'm very aggressive when I'm before we even get to flower. I'm, I'm if it's not loving our system, then it's just getting killed off, you know. So, like, I very much so grow for our methodologies. And like when we're pheno hunting, you know, looking for new stuff, I'm not I'm not worried about I'll worry about finding the fire after I find this stuff that just enjoys what we do, because then when we do get to the flower feed, we can have a normal baseline feed that we know that if all these plants made it this far to the point where we're ready to flower them it's like yeah they're gonna be fine with this feed you know so i think like even that you can it's it is easier in flower for or in in soil for sure but we can you can definitely taper off and if you're just looking to hunt for things that will go well with what you're doing then i don't i think you can taper that and like not have to worry about that that makes perfect sense too because then it's like it acclimates to what you're doing versus you trying to acclimate to the the cultivar from seed especially when you're trying to, to scale and have something consistent a perpetual grow it's tough to like keep anything consistent if you got to stagger right. it takes longer and, and i've oftentimes sacrificed a good harvest to be able to find the right one that'll to grow how i want it yeah. versus me trying to force it into my style and i think that's where i should just let these things go before it gets that far because yeah, eventually like you said, you'll find it yeah then you'll in find a different seed pack somewhere eventually you'll find everything that that one you were like ah oh, it just has everything but 
It's like, nah, you'll find it. Yeah. That's I'm, the beauty of it, bro. That. Like, there's so many, so many different ones out there, man. There, I tripped up about the headbanger, which, yeah, comment section will be like, I knew we'd mention headbanger. But now I got sherry cream pie, so I mention that every time. <laughs> and and you find different ones that you like and ones you prefer. And I think a lot of people get caught up on uh, wanting to keep up with the Joneses and what's hot. Yeah. And and that's not always the best option because then you'll end up waiting forever to find this cultivar that works well with your grow. You get a GMO, it's 13 weeks, and it staggers your whole setup, which, man, I need some more of GMO. Gotcha, bro. <laughs> that's just like there, there's a variety of cultivars that I don't feel are, are for everybody or every media. And then there's others where if you're a hobbyist and you're just growing in the tent at the crib and you just, you know, whatever, you don't smoke like I do, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and experiment and try it out. Bunch of pheno hunts. But growing for production and growing for personal use, you got to find a balance because if you smoke a lot, I need both. Yeah. You know? And I'll be honest, like, wholeheartedly, I mean this, I do not care whatsoever about production. You know, like, I'm so... uh I'm just very much of the mindset, like, the whole reason that you're going to get good at this is if you do what you love, like, and you just, like, I don't, I don't care about what's trendy, I don't care what's popular, I'd rather be somebody attempting to set the trends than somebody that's always following them, you know what I mean? And it's not to say that it's bad to follow trends, like, you can make plenty of money and you can be very successful doing that, but it's just like... I just would rather try to pave the way based off of my nose, my likes, my interests when it comes to the plant. Like, so I just, I grow strictly off of what I like. I mean, there's plenty of things that per commercial standards of like using a, you know, like say a gram a watt when you're trying to figure out if you're going to keep it or not, like, you know, whatever, like, yeah, we have strains that don't hit Real that whatsoever. Plenty. You know, like, Some of the best I've ever had. Can I couldn't for days. I'd never be able to get gram per watt. And that's the problem is that, a lot of times, anytime real stoners get into a room and start smelling jars, the things that everybody unanimously goes, holy, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's always some that's going to have. It's not. you like, oh, I get like a half pound of light. Yeah. You're like, ah. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. well, how does it wash? And you're like, oh, it washes at like 1%. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, right. No. It's so you're true. It's that's so the true. difference between corporate versus culture. Yeah. And uh, we are now seeing that pivot between corporate to culture, yeah. um, you know, corporate's losing right now. A, a huge, Hard. huge, and, and we are winning. Helping everybody else. And when we talk, when we talk about for the last, you know, it's been legal in my country since 2018. And when we talk about the chasing that THC percentage, that's been the case for the last, you know, four years. But now. People are really looking for something that speaks to them. Yep. You know, they go to the dispensary and they're trying to get the same thing over and over again, thinking they're going to get that same effect, that same entourage, that same journey. Yeah. But it's not happening. Nope. So they were starting to realize, well, shoot, it's, it must not be this one number on here that I'm chasing because I had this one and it was 20%. I had this one, it was 20%. But this one tasted, felt, just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I know when we went to MJ BizCon, this is months ago now, but when we went to MJ BizCon, uh, you could really tell the difference between the years before we had gone versus to this time because it felt like this was being run by our culture. For the, when we went out there the very first time, there was no smoking section. They yeah. put you out back in the beaming sun, with and it was chain-linked. We were yeah. on the garbage And all the forklift drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. So and then, the, you know, the last time we went, well, now we had a full designated smoking section. Yep. Uh, and then this time we went, not only did we have a full designated smoking section, there were food trucks, there was live music. There was hot dogs. They're speaking to yeah. us. You know, they're speaking to us. hot dog is crazy. I wasn't buying food, but what I was saying is music was free. So. So I'm just, yeah, it's very clear now that the money is drying up. And I mean that in terms of big investment, big business. Dumb money is drying up. Dumb dumb money. Easy easy grab money. Yeah, that's right. It was easy grab money. That's drying up. Now people are becoming conscious as consumers and they want something that speaks to them. And yeah, we're seeing that pivot now. Yeah, because I mean, large MSOs are literally losing their ass. They're all banking on the same thing. And that's the problem with the MSOs is that Every single one of them, they can pitch it however they want to. They're, they're investors that are, sorry to say this, but dumb enough to invest in them. But, like, they can pitch it however they want that, oh, like, the big payoff is going to be when we go federal and we're going to have all these genetics and all these patents and all this IP and all these strain names that we're going to protect and trademark. And it's like, all right, cool, but you and the other 
major MSOs too, bro. And like, what do you, half of you guys are all sharing genetics. So like, what do you think is going to happen as soon as they start DNA fingerprinting all your genetics? Yeah. And realize you guys all have a hundred different names for the same cuts. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, it's going to happen, bro. Oh, yeah. 100% it's happening. It's going to happen. It's, yeah. it, like, people are figuring this out. Yeah. You know, for example, we just talked about this not too long ago in regards to runts and how quick it made it out. Yeah. Uh, actually, this might have been a conversation with you. I'm not 100%. But we were just talking about how, how a cut can, can be released in Cali on a September in Europe, and as it is in December, yeah. yeah, it's fully grown. Fully grown. It's yeah. we've got fems. Yeah, with yeah. Like yeah. we've got F sixes and yeah. F seven back crosses. Yeah. You're like, like, what the fuck? I've been working on this for bro. six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's I, ridiculous. Bro. It is ridiculous. It's like, and and the lack of understanding of even how to breed or. Like when you hear these people talk like that, it's cool. It's cool for people like us because it's just like an automatic like, oh, dip, gotcha. Uh -huh. yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, but there's hundreds of thousands of dollars they're reaping in yeah. because well, people, people like us them. aren't 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 they're not checking it. You yeah. know, or not people like us. But we're we're the ones doing our diligence. But someone sees runs, they're like, yeah. Well, I think it's just again that goes back to like, like. For the sake of this conversation, let's just say there's two types of people. There's the people that want to take advantage of others, and there's the people getting taken advantage of by those people. For the sake of the conversation, right? It's like if we use that logic, to me, you have all these big MSOs that are playing off of and banking off of the lack of education and understanding from the end consumer. Like when you can talk to 10 stoners that are new to this, and you, you bring up anything pertaining to... What's an indica? What's a sativa? What do you like? What do you dislike? Like, the conversations are so not... Like, we're just now starting to scratch the surface of understanding. And so it's like, yeah, you have you have people that are taking advantage, but like you're saying, now you're starting to see the tide turn because yep, yep. they're not... They're, they're, they're coming being lied up, to. Yeah, they're being lied to, and they're starting to realize it because of people like you guys that are that are trying to educate, but it's becoming more and more difficult for them. But I feel like that's how they've gotten this far. That's how they've gotten to being able to suck hundreds of thousands of dollars out of people because it's just a lack of education and they could just feed you bullshit. I can go into that about every industry. As much as I would love to take all the credit that this is because of guys like us, it's because of guys like you and companies that are so passionate about this flower that are willing to, t to stake through or to wade through the tough times of this corporate baloney and still find a way to convert that passion into great genetics yeah because they're out there they're out there it, it's not it's not like you know the suits are telling us this is maybe they are this is it this is the number one thing no it's you're getting this 35 percent thc but yet this 12 percenter from a local craft is ringing your bell is ringing your bell yes. and it's <laughs> checking all the boxes everyone yeah. they're being lied to and and, and, and and this is because the passion is still there and that's what keeps the fire burning yeah. that there's a future here and uh you know you've got a future swank genetics yeah. right yeah? yeah what what uh how, how, what's the future for for swank genetics we look for what you got yeah going? so so we've we've basically just been doing nothing but breeding for the last five years and that's kind of why I don't think we touched on it last time is that it wasn't at a point where I was ready to. It takes time, you know, going back to all jokingly saying like F people are saying they have five, F6. It's like it takes time. It, it, does, it takes years just to get to a baseline. It takes years. So for the last five or so years, we've been pollinating in the background. We've been grabbing seeds from everybody we can from we have old capulator seeds that we popped. We have 808 genetics out of Hawaii. We've obviously got Oni Seaco stuff. We've got um, DNA genetics stuff. Um, even some seed junkie stuff. Like we've popped a lot of beans over the last five years of everybody that matters that has anything that's fire and just trying to find stuff. We just we just grab some aficionado stuff. Um, so it's like like I, I like I the the fact that there's so many people that don't want to give credit and pay homage to all these other great people that are doing mm -hmm. awesome shit, it blows my mind. But it's like, nah bro, like I'm popping super awesome seeds from great companies that have a much longer standing in this community than me and we're looking primarily for males in the beginning and then we stockpiled a whole bunch of males and then kind of just took traits on them and 
And um, I actually saw something with Aficionado where he said, like, grow your males out all the way, like, recently on a podcast. Um, and he was like, you should grow your males out all the way. And the dude that he was talking to in the podcast was like, well, what? Like, I've been breeding for, like, 30 years. Like, I just grow them till they pop and pollinate and kill them off, you know. And he's like, no, nah, grow them out, and they'll show you some cool traits. And it's funny because, like, the whole time we've bred, I've never done that either. You know? right. Like, we right. just get the pollen and, and we, makes we toss sense. the plants. Like, but he's like, no, I mean, they'll express. They'll still express. You'll be able to do good stem rubs on them once they're fully mature and get an idea you'll be able to see like the vigor the growth like mm-hmm. you know they'll tell you so much about that male you know like even down to how many pollen sacks it'll create you know and produce like i was like huh so so like now we're doing that but yeah so we're getting ready to launch uh, a whole seed project in 2024 um, in conjunction with a tissue culture lab um and primarily just because I think tissue culture is the future. It's already being used in commercial ag and in a lot of states. It's required for commercial ag. And I just think that it's a great way to to combat, like, hops, you know what I mean, and combat any type of crazy viruses that are definitely plaguing the cannabis industry right now, especially on the legal side of the market. You know, so I, I feel like tissue culture and, and seed projects are where the future is headed, and we're just trying to you know, make our name in that while I think there's still room for people to make a name, you know, by just being good. I've tried. I was going to say, it seems like everybody's a breeder these days, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're everywhere. So it's like, it's, it's, why not? Gotta stand well, out. Yeah, it's like what's yeah. going to yeah. hit. Yeah, it's like everybody could be a rapper too, and not everybody's <laughs> going to be getting hits. Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, I think a lot of it too is like, I think. I think commonly people have a misconception between breeding and pollen chucking. Yeah. And then, like, dude, like, listen, I'm not somebody that says pollen chucking is bad. I think it's great. It's a method. It's a method yeah. all to its own. And you're going to get to fire. Some of the most fire genetics are from bag seed. That's freestyle you know? rapping right there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the metaphors <laughs> last metaphor one, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I definitely think there's a big difference between pollen chucking and breeding. You know, mm. like... I'm selecting males and I'm putting males into rooms as I think every breeder that's really breeding is doing like, you know, and, and those males have a very specific purpose and they're there and I'm not dusting. I'm not sitting here and pulling pollen off and, and putting it up. No, bro. We have, we let males go in the room and we pollinate like whole room, whole plant. And then we know exactly what's coming out of that lineage, you know, at least to the best of our knowledge, you know, so it's like, it's either you question everything or you question nothing, you know what I mean? Or you, to me, when it comes to that, it's like, am I going to question rather not Oni or Aficionado or whoever I'm getting seeds from that when they write what it is on the bag, it is like, yeah, I think it is, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. so to me, it's like, you got to have trust in who you're getting the genetics from. But outside of that, it's like, once you start selecting your males and selecting your females and doing your stuff, it's just like, have have fun, bro. Like, yeah, you know, just breed for you. So when you're popping genetics, what's, what speaks to to you? What speaks to, uh, you kind of define the male, you're looking for vigor, you're looking for a good stem rub. What are you looking for when it comes to good, good females, good genetics? What speaks to you? Definitely like tight nodes, but I mean like not from a yield standpoint either. It's just, it's always nice to have a nice pretty cola, you know what I mean? So, so to have a good, good tight nodes on all the colas is awesome, but primarily it's, it's weird because it's changed like for the first probably 15 years i smoked i was all sour diesels master cushes headbands <laughs> chem dogs you know like that was everything i wanted ogs later on like probably 2012 2013 when i got an ogs but like it's always been like that earthy gassy like nothing sweet nothing like fruity nothing where you're like oh like my girl would probably like the way that Breakfast. smells like it's yeah. dessert yeah it's like dessert. none of that like and then now it's like I very much so enjoy growing things that have a much fruitier nose because I think I'm just fascinated by it. I think spending so much time around tree and it always having that those, that pungent, yeah, yeah like yep. it's like to know that there's a plant like like the one that I showed you earlier, like that live, it literally, it doesn't smell like wheat at all. Mm. It just smells like candy. You're right. And mm. I'm like, how is that even? It the doesn't morning breakfast is how I describe it. You know, and then what trips me out is it's like, then you, then you go, okay, well, I want to test that. And then you test it, and you're reading through, like, all the cannabinoids and the terpenes, and you're like, this is all the same cannabinoids and terpenes. Like, yeah. like what, is it the ratio that made it all of a sudden smell like candy instead of a bum's foot? Like, because yeah. like, it's the same shit, just different amounts of yeah. the shit. And it's like, how is this happening, bro? Like, yeah. So I think, like, now I, I get way more intrigued when I smell a plant, and it's like, you shouldn't smell like that. You know, it's like, I expect it to smell earthy. I expect it to smell gassy or, like, musty or woody. Like, I don't expect it to smell like candy or, like, pancakes or, like, like you hear that jokingly over the years, but then when you grow it and you find something like wow. that, you're like, wow, dude, like, 
how is a plant doing this? Yeah. So, yeah, I would say definitely for me, like, I'm looking for, like, like all just crazy, f- funky, it's gotta stand fruity. out, baby. It's gotta yeah, stand it's got to stand out, but not in like a gassy, earthy way. Because I feel like there is no more standing out in that world. You know, like you're not wrong. There's only so much wrong. earthy. There's only so much gassy. There's only so much pungent. Like you're, you're absolutely right. Actually, I don't find any more of that anymore. That's the problem. Is everybody feel like got that mentality, and I can never find it. Like I, have to I, know, it I'm I never can find the funky surrounded by gas. Man, I can't. Canada must I, keep the everything's gas. Everything's either now gas propane, or propane. Propane. Everything's orange. orange. Everything's crossed. Everything with trop. I don't yeah, like orange. Yeah. Yeah. it's or like a, a nasty super boof. That's hot. That's <laughs> the real one. Or was it blockhead? Yeah. Is what it originally was or block something? I don't know. But yeah, super boof is hot in Michigan, and it's got like the one we have is an orangey, tangy. Funky and at first I liked it. Like Wink loves that kind of you know, the orange aid, the anything that something for like everyone, that. everybody. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's just like it's funny because I enjoy growing it. I don't enjoy smoking it still. Yeah, it's like a grow of gardening where you're just fascinated with the way a plant develops and matures. Like yep. I've had a few that were really lemony that I don't like to smoke, but I'm just like, smell that, rub that. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just pine you just salt. just in the garden. It's just like, yeah, you know, how? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like an essential so oil, you know? I'm just like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I generally I find that, like, the fruitier terps, they, they're, they're, maybe this isn't the right word, but it's the only one I got. Like, they're just harsher. Like, I feel it hurt my lungs a little bit more when I smoke more them. More of Yeah, especially with dabs. Like, not so much with the flower, but, That's like, interesting. but with dabs, like, it just, it, it, like, expands in your chest a lot more when I feel it's, like, fruitier terps. And maybe I'm tripping, but definitely for me. You know what? As I think about it, no, you're right. It's almost like the gas is something that almost, like, it blends into your lungs a little more, where it's, like, the the, the, the sweets, it's like it almost, like, hits every node or every, like, uh, taste bud. Like, every sense down. in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can actually I can actually appreciate the way you describe that, because that's actually very similar. I just yeah. don't, it's it not is. like it's harsh. No. it's But you're right. It's, it's just, just like very different than smoking you're gas. Right. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. It's very well yeah. done. And I think that that's where it's like the difference between flower and live resin or rosin, especially live rosin or live hash, you know, in general. You're going to see that expression of terpenes that you don't get mm. that because it's live, it, it's just got the flavor that you captured before it, it evaporated. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a lot of people that overlook that where it's like, the flower may not be the hitter of the flower, but then wash it and see. And it might be something totally different, totally unique yeah. that there, sets it apart. There's yeah. a uh, there's a there's a craft grower that's close to where I'm at that uses uh, living organic soil, and they have pulled out caryophyllene mm-hmm. out of their um, the genetic particular genetic that they're using, which is inconsistent with with how this genetic has been grown every way up until this point yeah. so it's like yeah the methods of growing are also going to add a different um layer or variable to the terpene profile and things so it's it's quite fascinating how much can happen to this plant based yeah. on the variables that you add to it and yeah, you even hear about like uh companion planting and planting um you know things like basil or strawberries close by and that impacts the plants uh flavors that are you know it produces yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think they do that with grapes, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think when they plant, like, big grape fields, I I don't know. Like, don't definitely don't quote me on this, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure that when they plant grapes, like, sometimes they'll do it in, like, like places that were rich with, like, other, like, other types of, like, I don't know if it's spices or herbs or what, but I'm pretty sure they do that with grapes, like, to get different flavors out of grapes. I 100% believe it. Why wouldn't it? You know, yeah. there's different there's different chemicals, different makeups in each medium. So if it's providing the plant with something a little different, it makes sense that it would be unique. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you look at uh, the, the landscape of the, the industry, last time we talked, it was kind of like, I wouldn't say downfall, but it was like, who's going to survive? Yeah. And it's beautiful to come back to it. The it's uncertainty like a, was there. There was a lot of uncertainty. There was after coming back from events, it was just like eh, just all these rich we'd bastards also buying a, everything. We'd and, also yeah. visited a bunch of dispensaries, thinking yeah. they were going to be the best thing. We went to Cookies, Planet Thirteen. We purchased from all of them, and we were like, "Oh, okay." You know, like meh. Like yeah. it's, you know, we just. I, I'm a small town boy, and when I can grow herb that's very comparable, if to, not better, if not better than the stuff that better. I'm buying at a very well renowned dispensary, to yeah. me that's meh. Yeah. If you're gonna hype it up, if Wiz Khalifa's rapping about it, and it's like. I want it to be that, but he probably but got the, direct, really, the live version, the direct from the plant. No, I'm not sure. I can tell you 100. percent 
Like, yeah, he when it comes to him specifically, like, when he's got his Khalifa Kush grown from yeah, of course, of whoever his would. dude is that, that, like, grows but it, you, yes. But you gas. said it. You said it, though, that it's not, it has to go from, it can't go from the cultivator to the consumer. Not here. Has, that's right. Yeah. That's the issue. Not, yeah, not that's the issue. Not there's, so many, most there's so many middle hands, man. Yeah. And that process alone takes time. The environment changes. So when you're shipping it on trucks and it's going from the north side of the state to the south side of the state, there's different moisture levels, different temperature levels. How is it exposed to light? Is the package able to like get rid of the light? Because we know it de- de- degrades. And how is it stored? Yeah. And even yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, even if all of that is perfect, like That's right. well, there's only so many customers. There is a flaw with know. the system. Yeah. The system does not allow us great product yeah. because i see you 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 like when you did it with franklin fields in regards to like this shit's boof but then when yeah. you go to the facility and you're grabbing stuff right off the lot it's just like oh, how is this not the stuff i have yeah it's such a bad reputation yeah like jungle boys cookies these planet 13 but they get like the reputation fire i mean it's like that sucks because like we get that crappy end product, and now we judge it, and then throw it out there that it's not that great. And it's like, but I know I gotta believe it's some. That's why I still give the hope. I'm like, how did it get this hype? Yeah. How is it so? I stored it in 80 degree room or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And exposed yeah. To, to light and wasn't taken care of properly. And I think that's where the the disconnect comes from the consumer to the dispensary to the grower. And that's where with legacy market you cut out the middleman and you go right usually to the plug, or the middleman is right to the plug and hasn't let it sit forever yeah if, if this the supply and demand don't meet you have stuff that sits and the unfortunate part about it is is that markup in the cost that a lot of these places do they shoot themselves in the foot yeah. and make it so essentially that they can't sell their own product when everything well, is, is top tier but it's not top tier expected to sit for eight months and again like they all think that they have to appease every single person's need for smoking and it's like you can't I, I just I go going back to what we talked about on the last podcast. It's just like I believe that you can create your own market. Like you can you can make people want what you have by having something that people desire. Just that simple. 100%. So it's like, and it doesn't have to be what the next guy already did, and then you trying to f- copy off them. Like create the next thing that somebody is going to desire. There's a reason Gucci isn't in Walmart, right? And they're, 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 not, they're, they're not looking for Walmart yeah. shoppers. Yep. They're not looking for those folks. No. And that's that's that premium product. And if you want to create a premium product that speaks to those that just want no's, they want it all. They're not yeah. just looking for that THC. Yeah. There is a market for that. Yeah. There is a market for that. Absolutely. Gucci that's product. That's a big market. They've, bro, all like. Ferrari. They've all taught us that people are willing to pay for a premium product. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a matter of well, capitalizing. And, and niche specific. Like, you know, there's, there's a couple of breeders who will just make only gassy stuff. There was a brand that I knew... Um, out in, it was Maine. They had one called Gas Pack Gardens, and all they grow is cultivars that are gassy and funky. I mean, that's where I found the Headbaker from, and I found chemistry and, and different chem dogs, and people under the stairs genetics and the 4DD and the certain GMO crosses. All they grow is gassy, funky, that kind of stuff. But now yeah. people who like that will travel and pay more for that specific. You guarantee if it's Gas Pack, that shit's going to be gassy, funky, terpy huh? versus you go, I mean, just like when Swank, I'm like, Swank. I pull up, I'm like, you know anybody got anything? Like, it's just kind of one of those situations. You want to know somebody who has the palate for what you're looking for. Right. Or also has the credibility for the palate where you know, like, to be like, yeah, this one's it's potent, but it don't got the flavor of the nose. But, or, like, you know, variables that make you you look into it at a different perspective. I want a consultant or a sommelier, like I said, beginning of the episode. Somebody yep. who's going to guide me, whether I'm getting beans or I'm getting flour. Let me know if you know. And if you don't, you shouldn't be in this position to guide me. Yeah, you know? and the problem is that it's like if they don't pretend like they know, then they get fired. That's the issue. Is yeah, you're right. It's you're like, right. dude, I remember one time years ago, I was working at a cultivation out here, and like, uh, I'll skip the whole backstory, but the chick had all these new hires in the trim room trimming, and like, I watch her on the camera go into the room, and then from the other office, I hear her go, "Okay, so whoever trims the slowest today, you're fired." And thank you for trying out. Wow. And, like, I go in, and I was like, hey, let me talk to you for a minute. And then, like, mm-hmm. I tell all of them, I'm like, yo, actually, whoever just trims the fastest today, we're going to throw you guys some product. You know what I mean? And we appreciate you. Nobody's getting <laughs> fired. Right? And I take her out of there, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she starts snapping. And I'm like, dude, you wow. don't. Like, she needs morale to be is everything. You don't motivate people like, like that. Especially, but, it, like. People shouldn't fear their job. Right. It's important to have morale everywhere, but especially in a garden. 
Like, I, this this may sound hippy-dippy, and that's fine, but, like, because I'm not a hippie dude like that, <laughs> but I will say this much where they get it right. Plants are alive, and they 100% feel their environment. I, I feel I, like I, I totally know what I mean. When, when someone's motivated and excited and passionate to be there, they don't cut corners. Right. They don't. They, they don't try to get away with doing a little bit less. Yep. They, they put in that effort. I, I chalk that up as feel it. Love. Like, yeah. I chalk that up as love. 100%. You're doing it all. 100%. I could go in there and love my plan, love what I do, but not give it a little love. Yeah. No, I, I 100% believe that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you create an environment where it's just like nobody wants to be there, everybody's on eggshells, like, yeah, it's horrible. You're going to have horrible weed. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be horrible all the way around, you know? Yeah, it's literally becomes a factory. Yeah. Well, and that's every one I've ever, I've, I've yet to ever be to a cultivation. I don't care how advanced they are. I don't care how dope they are. I don't care what they're growing, bro. They're all just, it's just a factory. There's just a whole bunch of people trimming and then a whole bunch of people packaging and then a whole bunch of people doing dumb shit and then a whole bunch of people doing nothing and just right. getting paid and standing around acting like they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just so, it's such a jaded thing and I hate it because I'm so in love with this industry and this culture, not even the industry, the culture. Mm -hmm. it, and it's just... The industry's part of it. That's it, fair. Yeah, but it's just yep. a constant, constant uphill battle for, for, any, for anybody like us that actually could care about the outcome of what we're putting in our body for the sake of enjoyment or medicinally. It doesn't matter. Like, it's... It's it's such an uphill battle for us. It makes it there's zero, you look at anybody that's fire that really does it. None of them want to be in the legal side of the business. Right. None of them. And if they do, they want to try to take it from my approach because we can't get into the legal side of business without millions of dollars. And as soon as you take on those millions of dollars, now regardless of who you are as a person and what your character is and what you believe, you're beholden to the person that you owe millions of dollars to. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not about that, now you are. You have so to it's be. like, do you take the million or do you stay true to yourself? And if you stay true to yourself, then how do you You'll circumvent never make that? Or how do you circumvent? And in my case, it's tissue culture and seeds. It's the only way I can legally be a part of this this community. You're making the right choice. You're making the right But it's 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 very disheartening, bro, because it's 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 impossible to to break into this market in any impactful way without having such an insane amount of resistance. By the time you get there, like, is this even worth it? Mm. Like. Yeah. You know, I, and I do believe that those times are changing. I do. We are on a pivot right now, Chris. Hell of a conversation, man. That was yeah, that was epic, brother. Every time I feel bro. like that was part <laughs> two. That was I part know. two, but I want part three already. Right. Man. Next time we're in town, we'll yeah. we just got yeah. something always to talk about. Man. I want to get an update on the equipment you got recently. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about your that'll washing part, machine. That'll be part three. We'll do that yeah. when we're so connected. Yeah, that'll be better because then I'll have more experience with it. Way more experience with it, Chris. We can't tell anyone recently. We can't tell anyone where to get genetics. But where can they get a hold of you? Just Swank Genetics, man. Just, just if you Swank Genetics, man, or Swank Tools too, man. Yeah. Oh so gosh. if you go online, uh, obviously last podcast we talked about Swank Tools, and it's just on Instagram. We don't have any websites. We don't do anything like that. Just, um, you know, as far as the genetics go, they're not available yet. It's a 2024 plan to get these dropped out and start offering people all of our genetics like we're back crossing everything we'll have regular seeds feminized seeds we'll have back crosses of everything because you know people want the opportunity to try to find swank for themselves so well, it's yeah, right. do. But yeah. Yeah, i'm going to tell you right now swank is something that i heavily endorse i appreciate because no, i've had some of the greatest yeah, you know, we pull uh, up on you right away. I know. So excited. That's <laughs> organic, and I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell of a conversation, man. We really appreciate you coming up, bro. Thanks for catching on part three, my man. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's yeah. uh, From the Stash. Don't forget, you can check us out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash from the stash, stashmerch.com, and stashblend.com. Go check that out. Swank Genetics. I know he's on Instagram. Go check it out. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We're out here. Much love. Peace.